It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas here with you. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Zach. Fired up about today's show. Auburn has a bright future at the cornerback position. And I'm not talking about just Roger McCreary here. Also, Georgia's quarterback, JT Daniels, has been cleared just in time for the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Shocking. And I want to preview some of the top individual matchups to watch during Saturday's game. A lot of NFL draft talent happening along the outside in this game between Auburn and Georgia. So, Pappas, first things first, cornerback Jalen Simpson has been named the SEC Freshman of the Week with his four tackles, six-yard tackle for a loss, and one pass breakup performance in his debut, his first start as an Auburn Tiger. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, we talked was. about it before. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Probably so. Probably so. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, you'll hear us say it a lot on Tuesdays this year. We're now on to the next one. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We're moving on. We're looking ahead. Yeah. We're, we're now on to the next one. Yep. It, last week's game was last week. Right. We're looking ahead. Right. Right. Uh, we're, um, we're on while the we're doing that, though, we would like to acknowledge... Man, he was good. He was so good. You know that was the closest monitored position battle all summer, and uh, we called this one from the get go. I'm totally kidding. I am totally kidding. There, we were way <laughs> off. Uh, we didn't even say his name until like two weeks ago. So, uh, props to him though, because um, you know these kids read all this stuff, and Jalen Simpson's like, I don't care. I don't care that you know Nehemiah Pritchett was no egg monogamy's backup. I don't care that they brought in Marco Domio and there was so much hype around them. So that uh, props to him. I think that shows kind of some mental toughness as well. And he's going to have a chance to make an impact this week against Georgia, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Hey, uh, but before we jump into the conversation about Georgia's quarterback situation, did you see the story coming out about um, as far as ticketing goes? I mean, obviously Saturday it was just students as Auburn defeated Kentucky, but when they return home after Georgia and they take on Arkansas – it's going to be pretty much all students again. Do you see that? Um, I did not see that, Zach, to be honest with you. But uh, I think it's a great decision. I think it's a great decision. Um, like I said yesterday, the students were awesome. I thought they were one of the keys to the game. Um, they came early. I thought the stadium looked a lot more full than I thought it would. Really? And I don't know if that was due to – yeah, my my little sister is a student, and, and she went – and she sent us a picture from inside, and I was like, I thought it was going to look horrifically empty. And it looked, I mean, it didn't look full, but it looked more full than I thought it would. Yeah, I'm curious to see what this does from like a donor's money perspective. And they mm-hmm. did say if there were tickets left over, that donors would get the first opportunity to buy tickets. But I can't imagine that it's not going to sell out uh, for students, but we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, I feel like a, I mean they're still doing suites though, right? I feel like a lot of donors sit in suites, don't they? 
I mean, there's a bunch of donors, though. I mean, the, the big money people, yeah, yeah, they're going to be in suites, and they're not going to say no to them. But there's a lot of people. I mean, I, I was talking with somebody in Tigers Unlimited the other day, and a big chunk of, I mean, the vast majority of their donors donate like five grand a year. And, I mean, I, obviously, according to, you know, or compared to some of the bigger ones, that's nothing. But, like, when the vast majority of those people are kind of spending the same amount, it's like, what do you do? What do you do? So uh, the, the key is kind of keeping all of those folks happy. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it this year. We'll see. Um, yeah. Yep. And and last thing, Zach. Okay. Before we move on, truly move on to the next one. Um, <laughs> we talked about Jalen Simpson wins SEC Freshman of the Week. Uh, I'd be remiss if if I don't at least mention um, Roger McCreary. Uh, Roger McCreary made. Pro Football Focus's Team of the Week. Um, I know people, you know, aren't the biggest fans of Pro Football Focus. Uh, they've been n- notoriously hard on Bo Nix, but yeah, when we had Seth on with Pro Football Focus a few weeks ago, <laughs> people were so mean to him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but Roger McCreary makes their Team of the Week, and he um, his pick six that wasn't uh, was their Play of the Week. So. You know, uh, a lot of love there for Roger McCreary. Yeah, take and that targeting. So, yeah, so uh, Auburn looks looks pretty good in the uh, defensive backfield. Also, this surprising oh. no one, uh, Auburn appeared on Monday Night Football last night with uh, in the You Got Moss segment. Oh heck yes! Yeah, it was it was obviously the Seth Williams catch. So and yes, we, while we're talking about defensive backs, Smoke Monday was second on the team in tackles last week. Interesting. Yeah, yesterday one of the um, one of the callers or, or texters or whichever um, was being hard on Smoke Monday, and then someone, I think it was Kara, tweeted at us and and said um, and showed it to us. Uh, he was second on the team in tackles. He had seven solo tackles. Did he give up a catch though? I want to look at that. I'm going to go back and look at that. Okay, because like that may be bad, but I don't know. We it, it just kind of depends. Like, was he? I didn't notice him in the box that much. That's kind of why I'm surprised. Yeah, I got to go back and look at that. I got to go back and look at that. All right, today's show brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. Head over to homefieldapparel.com. They create this awesome premium vintage college football licensed apparel, and they dropped Auburn gear on the twelfth. And I'll tell you what, I've got two of their shirts. Um, my co-host for my morning show, Lindsey Crosby, he's ordered a ton of stuff for his family. And uh, a lot of folks kind of tweeting out their boxes of stuff when it comes in the mail. I absolutely love that. Um, it's not too late. It's not too late to take advantage of our deal. You can use promo code AUBURN, A-U-B-U-R-N, at homefieldapparel.com for 20% off. I mean, seriously, it's the most comfortable shirts that I wear. I also wore it on Saturday, and we won. So I think that's important as well. Um, had nothing to do with the hard work that all the players did. It had everything to do with a, a lot of Auburn fans wearing home field apparel merchandise. That was a joke. But still, definitely head over to homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Auburn for 20% off your purchase. Also, today's show 
Brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps. They even have carpet for your car, truck, or SUV. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why stand up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Write Locked On Auburn in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection over at rockauto.com. So this should surprise no one, Michael Pappas. But Georgia has cleared their quarterback, JT Daniels. He hasn't played since tearing his ACL in the season opener last year. You'd think he'd be rusty, but it still has to be better than whatever they put on the field last week. Yeah, I I think that's probably safe to say. Um, Georgia's quarterback situation is nuts. Uh, For those people who don't know, uh, obviously they've had Jake Fromm the last three years. Right. And then he left for the NFL draft. Um, And... They bring in grad Michael, transfer. Michael, I'm sorry. Jamie I'm sorry. Newman. You bring up Jake Fromm. Did, did you do you follow uh, Ryan Nanny on Twitter? No. Celebrity hot tub. About like halfway through the first half, he was like, uh, he was like, oh, of course, Jake Fromm was the glue that held it to all to. And then he like dot dot dot. He's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it through that tweet, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I interrupted you. Bring- I'm sorry. No, you're good. So they bring in Jamie Newman from Wake Forest, and you know we talked this offseason about how how we just didn't see about it. How is he going to mesh? We don't yeah. really know. Right. Is he actually that good? He thinks uh, so. Everyone else was like, he's going to win a Heisman Trophy, right? Yeah, he opted out, right? Like a month ago, he opted out. Um, so they go through the whole offseason thinking he's going to be the starting quarterback, which may or may not matter in this offseason. Like he, like they weren't there. I so. think I, I think it matters. I think it matters. Uh, and then, uh, and so he opts out. And so then they've spent the last three weeks, I guess, trying to figure out who their quarterback is going to be. They started Dwan Mathis. Um, he was horrible. He was awful. He was the he worst. Made a, he made a couple throws that were like very good, but my God, for the most part, he was just absolutely brutal. He didn't get a lot of help, but he was real bad. Yeah, he was bad. Um, the offense was absolutely terrible. And they were playing Arkansas, so it's saying something that we can sit here and say they were absolutely terrible. Right. And then the uh, and then they brought in Stetson Bennett the fourth, who was destined to be an SEC quarterback or a Duke lacrosse player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing in between. Correct. Uh, and he was good. And I'm a little worried that he's got moxie. Really? Worried. I'm not ready to throw it on him yet. Okay. Um, but there were a couple plays that uh, had me a little concerned he might have moxie. Um, still, uh, against Arkansas, uh, the offense scored like 27 points, I want to say. And then they got a pick six. Mm-hmm. Um, still, they looked like good, not great. Um, and the Arkansas offense couldn't do anything. So, like, after a while, the the defense just gets worn down. Yeah, I just couldn't I couldn't tell if Georgia figured something out or if Arkansas just ran out of gas. And it could be some of both. I don't know. But 
Um, I think we'll know the answer to that a lot more on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And but, after the game, Kirby Smart was asked, is Stetson Bennett the fourth, your starting quarterback going forward? And he was like, we'll see. And then Not a very ringing endorsement of your quarterback. Yep. And then two days later, they cleared JT Daniels. Um, I think JT Daniels is going to start. He's a five-star from Matter Day High School in California. Same high school as... Bryce Young, now at Alabama. Matt Leinert. I think Carson Palmer. Um, That's crazy. They've had a ton of good quarterbacks come through Matter Day. They, yeah, so, I mean, he was a highly touted freshman, started as a true freshman, uh, was bad at USC. Um, but he's got experience. You would imagine he's gotten better. Guys aren't five-star recruits in L.A. for no reason. Right. He's got the arm talent. It's just, is he going to be ready day one? And it's not like he's playing an Arkansas defense. He's going to be playing a really good Kevin Steele defense, and you know that they're going to be ready for this team. So that'll be interesting to see uh, Georgia's quarterback situation moving forward, specifically into this weekend. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about the top individual matchups to watch in the Deep South's oldest rivalry coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Shady Rays has the best shades on the market. We're giving a pair of them away. You can tune in every day this week and text our hotline number, 205-502-4285, at the end of the week with all five words that we give you guys this week for a chance to win that pair of Shady Rays. And if you missed yesterday's show, be sure to check that out so you can get that word. But today's word, I was going to let Jaws say it because it was his idea, but he's not here. Um, Igbenogany, as in Noah Igbenogany. So today's word is Igbenogany. In the meantime, head Just to Shady spelling count. Uh, yes, it does. It does. In, in the meantime, head to ShadyRays.com and buy a pair using Auburn 25, Auburn 25, for 25% off your order. They offer a lifetime warranty. If you break them, lose them, or somehow they become unwearable, they'll send you another pair. Easy as that. So ShadyRays.com, use promo code Auburn25. All right, the top individual matchups to watch Zach. in this game. Yes, Michael. I'm sorry to interrupt you really fast. I do feel like I need to bring something up. We talk often, talk, I make fun of you often for misspelling things in our our show outlines, show notes. Right. I would just like everyone to know that of all the words that we've talked about Zach spelling wrong, he never misspells Igbenogany. It's true. And I never look it up. I just know. It's just something inside of me. I just know how to spell Igbenogany. I may misspell Noah, but not Igbenogany. Um, all right, so I got uh, the first one I want to talk about. Auburn wide receiver Seth Williams versus Georgia defensive back Tyson Campbell. Georgia also has another really good corner, Eric Stokes. So uh, I'm sure they'll both cover Seth Williams at times. But both these corners are NFL guys. And actually Stokes was the one who got a pick six against Frank Franks uh, last week, Felipe Franks. So you, you mentioned them getting a pick six last week. It was Eric Stokes. Um, but yeah, Tyson Campbell's their better corner. Um, uh, you look across any NFL draft board, 
Tyson Campbell is on there. If it's not, you need to look at another draft board. He is very, very good. He's very physical, can play on and off ball. So it's going to be interesting to see. Can Seth, can can he get another 100-yard game under his belt against a much better defensive backfield, specifically against guys like Campbell and Stoke? So that's something I'm looking at. Uh, I agree. I'm a little actually more interested in uh, Richard LeCount. The safety. Uh, he's Yeah, he's a safety. Uh, he had two great interceptions against Arkansas. Uh, one of them was one-handed, which was nuts. He really makes but, it LeCount. Oh, what? What? Um, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's very, very good. But I'll be honest. The Arkansas, Arkansas had open guys. Like the whole game, they had open guys. Uh, I hate to say it because he threw three interceptions. Felipe Franks kind of torched him. For like the majority of the game, he looked like a competent quarterback. If you just like closed your eyes for the three interceptions. Well, the, the touchdown they scored early looked really good. The ball placement was great. Kind of hit him on the outside shoulder and then uh, was able to run it in. But yeah. Yeah, I mean. Felipe Franks looked like Felipe Franks, right? He mm-hmm. he throw like two or three passes that are just like right on the money. You're like, man, this guy's competent. And then he throws just like a the ball straight up in the air into double coverage, and Richard LeCount pulls down a very easy one handed interception. Right. Another so. another individual matchup I'm looking at Auburn offensive guard Brandon Council blocking uh, defensive tackle Jordan Davis for Georgia. And it's going to be really the, the whole interior offensive line for Auburn here, but this is a Brandon Council podcast, so we're going to single him out. Arkansas wasn't able to run the ball last week against Georgia, and uh, Auburn wasn't able to run on Kentucky consistently. So this is going to be something where Auburn's going to kind of need to win battles like this one um, as far as Auburn's interior offensive line versus Georgia's interior defensive line. It's gonna that's that that's one to look at I think here regardless of who's at running back whether it's Shivers or uh, or Bigsby or Williams uh, this is gonna be important. I again, man, I completely agree with you. Um, like you said, Arkansas struggled a lot to run the ball, and I think they've. This is gonna sound weird, but I, I actually think Arkansas objectively has a better running back than Auburn does. I do uh, too. Right Boyd. now, yeah, he's good. Um, He's very good. They they really struggled to run the ball inside. Uh, they did have a little more success getting out on the edge. Um, but, yeah, just like you said, this is going to be definitely something to watch. Again, it is worth noting, Felipe Franks, he had time and space to throw the ball. And, and obviously adjustments gets ma- get made week to week, and Maybe they'll they'll figure out a way to uh, to get a little more pressure on the quarterback. But I mean, we saw it on on Saturday. If you give Bo Nix time and space to throw the ball, he'll drop dimes on you. Yeah, at least he did it last week. We'll see if that continues. Uh, then we'll, let's let's flip it. So now we've got Auburn defensive tackle Tyron Truesdale going up against Georgia offensive center, offensive center Trey Hill. So Hill got the start for Georgia last week, but he was subbed in at times for a guy named Warren Erickson. I've seen Hill on several big boards and NFL draft boards, um, but for him to get subbed out, I think that's interesting. So maybe they're not as high on him as some scouts are, but I think both defensive lines are probably favored to win the line of scrimmage whenever they're on the field. 
Um, so obviously in this specific instance, that's going to benefit Auburn with Truesdale versus Hill, but they're going to have to win that. They're going to have to win. And I mean, Auburn's front seven is going to be the difference in this game, largely because I think Auburn's going to put George in a situation where it's like, okay, we're going to like not let you run the ball and you're going to have to beat us with whatever quarterback you start's arm. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. And I think Kevin Steele has no issue with them doing that. Yeah, Zach. And you know me, people listening, you guys know me. You know I don't like to be dramatic. Sweet. Uh, so I don't want to be here, but you know, the Georgia offensive line looked putrid against Arkansas. Arkansas made Arkansas had free blitzers left and right. Um, I, I gave Dewan Mathis a hard time at the beginning of the show, but or halfway through the show or whatever. But if you go back and watch that first half, it's like every other time he drops back, there's a free blitzer. And, and to his credit, he doesn't get sacked all that often. Um, he, he's able to run out of a couple of them, but I mean, they were awful, awful. Right. The offensive line was very bad. Stetson Bennett got stacked like four times also. Yeah. And he didn't even play a full game. Uh, then continuing on the theme where you, I just assume Auburn is going to, you know, limit, limit George's ability to run, but. Obviously, linebacker K.J. Downhill-Britt versus Georgia running back Zamir White. I feel like he's been in Georgia for forever. Um, but you got to think, if Georgia is going to win on Saturday, it's going to be on the ground. And we saw K.J. Britt. I mean, he was a magnet to the football, especially uh, when it was running backs having the football on Saturday against Kentucky. I think Kentucky's a better running team than Georgia is, uh, at least as far as what you look at last year moving to this year. And I think if they can stop the run against Kentucky, they're going to be able to stop the run against Georgia. So that is, uh, that's where I'm at. I think they're going to stack the box, play close to the line of scrimmage, and make them throw. But a big part of having to pull that off is your linebacker's got to make tackles against the running back. And I've got K.J. Britt over Zamir White here. Yeah, uh, I like it also, Zach. And another guy who's been at Georgia for seven years, James Cook, also mm-hmm. running back for them. And it, it's a matchup. Auburn, three of Auburn's four leading tacklers were their three linebackers last week. Um, those guys are going to, they fly around the field, they make plays. Right. And we saw Auburn, or we saw KJ Britt meeting guys in the hole. But Zach, let's go ahead and flip this. Okay. Auburn's got to run the ball. We've talked about that. Um, Georgia's got a very good linebacker. He was one of, I, I thought he was one of their best performers on, on Saturday. Um, I don't know his first name. His last name is Rice. He, um, he's number 32. Okay. Um, if your phone breaks, he can fix it. <laughs> um, that was so bad. What do, you, what do you like about Rice? Um, the taste. Health benefits. Monty Rice is his name. Got it. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go Monty Rice versus whoever is playing running back for Auburn. Sean Chavez? Yeah, Sean Chavez. Yes, I mean, Sean being the starter and then, you know, like you said earlier, Tanker, DJ. They, they. Shout out to the few people listening that are mad that we haven't mentioned Mark Anthony Richards on the show. But named the other three twice. Shout out to a few of you. He didn't play. 
Yeah. I'm I mean, one of the three. <laughs> I believed in him. I really thought he was going to get some minutes. I feel bad a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Like, we um, knew it was going to be somebody. I just didn't realize it was going to be somebody day one. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And, and it, hey, plenty of games, plenty right. of game left for it to change. Do you have bro. anything else about Monty Rice? No. Completely okay. lost my train of thought. I could I tell. Throw to the, I, I, I could tell. <laughs> I, I hope Auburn throws to the running back. Uh, I didn't see Arkansas do it, so uh, maybe that's uh, Monty Rice's Achilles heel. He made some plays, though. All right. And then uh, my last one that I have is Georgia wide receiver George Pickens versus Auburn cornerback Roger McCreary. I hate how good George Pickens is. Uh, he also did Auburn wrong um, a few years ago, so I'm sure a lot of folks remember him. Uh, he's committed to Auburn for a very long time. I'm sure he wants to have a good game against Auburn on Saturday, but these Auburn guys remember that as well. And So uh, I think Roger McCreary, it's going to be interesting to see how they play him, if they kind of bump him at the line or let him move a little bit in space and try to get him after he catches the ball. Um, but regardless, Roger McCreary versus George Pickens is going to be important. Yeah, I think that's going to be an incredible matchup. Incredible matchup. They're going to beat each other up. It's going to be awesome. Things that Zach spells wrong. Nailed Igmanogany. <laughs> misspelled Pickens. I just ended it too early. I just didn't put the S on the end of it, okay? <laughs> so, but Pickens is like their only good skill position player. So, this is, well, I shouldn't say, their running backs are good, like we talked about earlier, but they're only good receiver. Um, and we know Roger McCreary and Jalen Simpson. I mean, if they – I feel like Auburn's in a position right now that they don't have to shadow. Yeah, and, and I, don't, maybe, I don't think they typically do. I don't think that's a steal thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I imagine if, if Simpson had, like, a horrible game last weekend that th- they might consider it this week. Yeah, maybe I mean, so. Dickens is really good. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see if they move him around – to get him in the middle of the field and get him on Tut or somebody like that if, if Auburn's in nickel. Dude, the, way Tut, the way Tut played last week, I wouldn't. <laughs> he was stud. I mean, he was better closer to the line than in coverage just because I don't really think we saw a whole lot of him being challenged in coverage, but maybe it was because he was locked down. I don't know. But um, th- that'll be fun to see as far as the scheme of how they try to get Pickens open as far as mismatches go. Auburn loves man, and if you can kind of manipulate that, Based on where you line guys up, that'll be cool to see what they do there. So, any other individual matchups you want to talk about before we wrap up the show? Um, you want to talk about Monty Rice some more and just kind of have some long pauses? No, I, I think we should talk about, I think his name's Jake Camargo. Okay, who is that? The punter. Um, okay. I know that this is not a great position battle to talk about. But in a game where we expect a lot of defense, I do think it matters. Fair. Um, the dude was hitting bombs against Arkansas, and then no one would high-five him when he went to the sideline. Ooh. And he really seemed to be having some issues feeling comfortable in his football pants, if you know what I mean, um, based on what I saw on the broadcast. so A lot of adjustment going on? Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see if... Um, Bo Nix and if Bo Nix can can out punt Jake Camarga Camarda whatever the heck his name is. I watched the the season opener of um, Thinking Out Loud last night on the SEC Network, and they loved Bo Nix punting. They absolutely loved it. Dude, he killed it. And I <laughs> he totally he got, killed it. If I'm not mistaken, he got an honorable mention in the uh, like the. NCAA's most versatile player award 
rankings for this week or whatever. I mean, I can't imagine many punters punting it inside the five as much as he did. I mean, that was incredible. Yeah. So. Yeah. Two two punts, 77 yards, two inside the 10, I think. Yeah, the one was on the one. Like, are you kidding me? Dude, how about the second one where he's just like stood there for a while? I thought he was just going to throw it. Well, he had the awareness of like, well, I don't need to punt it yet because my guys aren't down there. They're not rushing me. Yeah. They they quit covering the gunners slash receivers like ten yards downfield. It'd be kind of awesome if he did that again and then like threw it. Like that'd be incredible. Yeah, I, and you could tell. I thought he kind of hesitated, and then like, yeah. And so I was kind of like he wanted to throw it, and then was like, I'll just punt it. Right. Because like if he threw it and it was incomplete, Gus would probably kick him off the team. Excuse me, but I don't feel like I feel like Bo could do anything in the world, and Gus would still love him. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I hope they saw that on film, and they're like, "Dude, it happened both times. They got they got yeah. covered for like the first ten yards, and then Eli's just chilling, man. So yeah, that'd be cool to see. Where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. I might do one of those pen breakdowns Sweet. of the Georgia games because uh, the the. The, the 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 gift service is not working for me, man. Okay, gotcha. It hates me. All back right. to back days. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We will see you tomorrow to break down what Gus Malzahn said at his weekly press conference right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.